Well, wouldn't you know it? Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. We talk about things like cryptozoology. I'm sick right now. Scary stories. I just bought some medicine for my cold. Urban legends. How scary it is when you sneeze and you don't expect it. Anything scary, even your cold. (laughs) My cold. Which is very scary. It is. I've been sick for three days and it's the gosh darn holidays and I don't want to be sick any longer. So I'm trying to muster up as much good tidings and garland and tinsel as I can inside of my body and then spread joy. (laughs) Spooky joy. Spread spooky joy. With well, your nasty cold. With my nasty, it's, I'm nasty. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I feel nasty. Every single week, Lindsay and I separately research a topic and we do not discuss it with one another. And then we come and sit down in our living room, mostly on our couch. And then we discuss what we've researched for the very first time with each and every one of you. And this week, I'll say Chris, like Chris, Chris, is it Kingle or Kringle? It's Kringle. Kringle. It's not Chris Kingle. It's Chris no. Kringle. <laughs> a Chris and Chris Kirkpatrick from InSync. And Chris Kirkpatrick. Yeah. So this Chris week- and Chris. <laughs> Is that your final decision? What? You just said Chris. You didn't say another name. You usually say well, yeah, two. I was going to, but then I oh. didn't know if it was Kingle or Kringle. And then you said the InSync name. So I didn't oh. get a chance to say Sorry. say another name. So you know what? Chris, all the Chris's out there. All the Chris's out there. So, hey, this is for all of our Chris's. <laughs> all of our Chris's out there. Good job, Chris's. Good job, Chris's. I know a few of you, and you're great. I know quite a few Chris's. Yeah. We know our friend Chris, who we both grew up with, who his nickname is Critter, and he lives in California, and he drinks he drinks wine. Great. That's Well, <laughs> last week we talked about the chupacabra. Yes, some uh, and, some little little facts. Yeah, I told some scary stories because that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think you like to tell scarier stories in general because I don't know if it's you don't mind being scared or if you like to be in control of the scares that are being dished out. I like to be the master of the scares. The queen of the scares. Okay. What's another like? Yeah, I was trying to think. The, the temptress of the scares. Uh, yes, I think uh, scare temptress, nightmare, nightmare temptress. I like to be the Sabrina of the teenage witches. That's fine. Which we just watched the Winter Solstice episode this morning, and I was very excited about it. You know what's funny is I have that written in my notes, in my breaking booze, to make sure that I say that we watched the new episode (laughs) of Sabrina this morning. If you haven't watched Sabrina, the Teenage Witch on Netflix, you're missing out. Well, I guess we watched, you and I watched most of it. You watched all of it, but I woke up and you were watching it. So I think I missed about- too excited. Yeah, I missed about 20 minutes of it. And I feel bad because I've been sleeping in till like 9.30, like some kind of 15-year-old. Because you got that devil's sniffles. I do have the devil's sniffles. Yeah. But I'm drinking some mushroom tea. To fight the devil. (laughs) Taking ibuprofen, vitamin D, and now I have some cold calm. Uh, We'll see if it works. I doubt it will work. We got it at Whole Foods (laughs) earlier. Okay. So it probably won't work. Uh, That's it. Hey, um... Also, a small update. I know that Lindsay and I were telling everybody about it on social media, but I'm not sure how well the word was spread. 
but we recorded last week a holiday special for or with our buddies over at Viddy Space. Girls vs. Ghosts hosted a holiday sort of guessing game, a holiday gauntlet event with Nick Groff and Elizabeth Saint. And we were on it, and there was issues with the live stream, but I believe a full edited version of that video is going to be coming out sometime soon. So as soon as it does, you can watch Lindsay and I play Pictionary with Nick Groff and Elizabeth Saint. Yeah, so check it out. Check it out. It was very fun. I had a good time. It was fun. It was fun. Your reindeer was very funny. Thank you, Lindsay. No spoilers. No spoilers, but we But drew... I did. Spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers, but guess what? Small spoiler. I'm really good at spoiling. That's I guess a- that's why I like dark, creepy things, because well, I'm even, good at ruining things. Even this year for Christmas, I know my gift. Yeah, because I asked you to put it in the Amazon cart, and then I would buy it for you. Yes. I don't believe you know your gifts. <laughs> that's the first time I've done that, though. I'm pretty yeah. good at like surprising people. I love surprises, but this year, it's been a little crazy. Yeah, it really has. Hey, can we all just take a minute and realize, <laughs> has this year for Christmas seemed a little bit more hectic than any other year ever on Earth? For us, yes. Yeah, like a lot. Which, that's scary. Very scary. That is really scary. Well, my topic this week. Yes, Lindsay. Because I like scaring people, I'm going to continue scaring people. Is it just going to be, what is it? We're six minutes. Is it just going to be 24 minutes of you saying boo in different ways? (laughs) Yes. Okay, you want to try one out? Uh, Boo. Ooh. Scared you. Scare- Ooh, I bet y'all scared you a bet little y'all bit. scared you. Um, no, <laughs> this in my notes is just, I'll, I guess I'll just full out read like what I put in my notes because it's really silly because I read them. Okay. And then a lot of times I don't even share with you guys like the silly notes that I put in my notes. Okay. So and you- it's like I come up with these zingers and then I'm like, I didn't even use it because I was embarrassed. Well, but you see- know what? Christmas is a time for being embarrassed. Is it? Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that was the thing. Yeah, I think it was the whole lore of St. Nicholas or Santa Claus. or Being embarrassed. Well, yeah, he shows up on your rooftop, but he's wearing boxer shorts. Oh, man. Okay, so this is just titled Scary Day. (laughs) This is... Wasn't that the... (laughs) Oh, scary, scary day. Scary day. Scary day. You know what scares me? Scary day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so it says, what's scarier than not getting your coffee in the morning? Everything. <laughs> so this is just a list of random things in the world that are very scary. Okay. I feel so. That I think are scary. I don't, I really don't understand what's going on. I feel really silly and weird. And this is very funny. <laughs> Maybe it's just the medicine. It might be. Okay. So this one is about a lady that woke up from appendectoscopy i think that like getting your appendix out appendectomy would it be an appendectomy (laughs) (laughs) i don't know she was getting her appendix out she was in the icu (laughs) she said that um she they definitely put her under but the anesthetic started wearing off and she said she woke up saw her hands and feet bound to the bed and felt a tube that was being used to inflate her lungs for her. Whoa. Turned out she had some kind of reaction to the anesthetic that was given to her, and it resulted in a flash pulmonary endenema. Man. Okay. Well, really quick, I'm not changing the subject, but if this is your very first episode, Lindsay and I, if we don't know it, we rarely research exactly how (laughs) to say it. 
if I'm saying it wrong, I swear I'm not like that dumb, but like, (laughs) I just don't know. I'm not a doctor. But she woke up as they were finishing up. She started to spew foamy blood from her mouth and her nose. The last thing she remembered was looking at the anesthesiologist and and the anesthesiologist said no and pushed her back down on the table. Oh, my gosh. Apparently, she had to thank her doctor afterwards because if her doctor hadn't have realized that she was awake and things were going wrong and ingested her with something that she was not having a reaction to, she would have died. That's insane. But imagine waking up to that. That's scary. Well, imagine waking up... In a surgery at all. Yeah. I'm sure that's pretty common. I bet you it, I, I bet you it's more common than you would think. And like... That's yeah. something I've thought about too. Like, well, there there are certain surgeries that I think you need to be awake for that they put that like that cloth thing that separates right. you and the thing, but so you can't see. Oh it would my numb you. Gosh, I, I'm not sure if this is a true story or if I just well, it doesn't matter. Uh, this is probably not a true story, but I think it's a true story where there was some musician, I believe it was a French horn player, that was lucid during a brain surgery yeah. that they were having, where they were affecting or they, they were they were doing work on small parts of this person's brain. And they wanted to see if they could still play the French horn because they didn't want their brain surgery to interfere with their ability to play music. And they were like playing the French horn while they were getting brain surgery. Weird. Which like, first of all, playing the French horn in general, bummer. Second, but playing it while you're while someone's, sorry French horn players. Uh, sorry, no, I, I think even French horn players realize that it's really hard and it's sad. But like while you like playing the French horn while someone's poking your literal brain, that's weird. What would you? Okay. I just wouldn't do that. I'd be like, you know what? I want to. I bake a lot, and I want to remember how to bake things. But like, if I have brain surgery and I lose that ability, then I'll maybe relearn it because it's you know not worth like <laughs> baking a cupcake while I'm getting brain surgery. What do you think a a funnier or scarier thing to hear a doctor say right when you woke up mid surgery would be? Because this doctor said no. Maybe right? like oopsies. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. Whoa! But Uh-oh. oopsie, oopsies. <laughs> or you be. just wake up and the doctor's not there. Like they're actually just eating their lunch in the corner, and then they're like, "Oh!" Oh! Or they're or they're saying around, and be like, "I don't know." Uh, put mayonnaise <laughs> in it. Or they're like really rocking out to a bad song. Oh, like bad, like with curse words. No, like I was thinking, like maybe like a overpopularized like a stain- Bruno Mars or stained or something. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so my next one is called the elephant's foot. It's not an actual elephant's foot. It's talking about a radioactive lava flow that is beneath Chernobyl, and it is a reactor. It is shaped like an elephant's foot, and just looking at it can kill you due to the radiation. In fact, most images of this were taken all by robots. So it's a nuclear reactor under the ground in Chernobyl that has so much radiation in it that if you look at it, you'll die. It's a radioactive lava flow beneath Chernobyl. It's it's not only is it so hey, not only is it lava, it's radioactive lava. Yeah, and you can't look at it or you'll die. Not only is this a bumblebee, it's a killer bumblebee. Yeah. Not only is this mayonnaise, it's extra mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> it's an extra eggy mayonnaise. Not, doesn't, isn't mayonnaise made out of eggs? Yeah, I think it's like eggs and oil and, I don't know. Stuff. Everything, everything wrong, everything gross. Okay, this is plants versus death. Wait, we're just we're just blowing right past radioactive yeah, lava? Yeah, I mean, what else is, th- what else do you have to, s- there's just radioactive lava flow 
that's under Chernobyl that it just could kill you if you look at it. If, like that's how deserted that area is. It's just like you don't go there. Yeah, if Chernobyl didn't have it any worse, the fact that underneath what what color do you think it is? Bright green. I I think the scariest color would just be like clear because you can't even like see it. It's like a ghost. <laughs> so wait, not clear but just invisible. <laughs> Yeah, or just clear liquid. Like, think about, like, clear Pepsi, clear liquid, well, what clear about, weird. What? <laughs> Are you? Okay, I would like to mark this time. It's now 5.33 p.m. on a Sunday where Lindsay forgot that what water is. <laughs> well, no, like, think about lava clear, like that thick, weird, flowy clear. Yeah. So, like, a liquid that typically isn't clear that would be clear. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm that... just going to go on with Plants versus Death. <laughs> I thought you were saying Plants versus Zombies. <laughs> well, that that's what it's game. kind of a play off of. Oh, plants okay. versus Zombies, Plants versus Death. You that know. was a fun game for a minute. Yeah. So I'm going to slaughter these names because, yeah, like I said, I'm probably going to ruin every name that I say because okay. I'm the ruiner. Okay. <laughs> Man, you're really you're really letting yourself have it. <laughs> I, it's okay. Um, it's known as Dinoxide Morphids. You know, that sounds... But it sounds right. Morophids? Morof Morodes? Maroods. Rarudo. Anyways, they're plants, they're trees in Australia that just brushing up against them will cause so much pain in a human being that they have said that they will just kill themselves. Oh my gosh. Because You're under it's that much such pain? So painful. Not just people, horses and other animals have allegedly run themselves off cliffs Holy after brushing smokes. up against these trees. Imagine like being at the Grand... Well, okay, so we're in Australia. Imagine being at any of the equivalent of like the Grand Canyon or something really beautiful and awe-inspiring in Australia. And you brush up again. You're like lean on a tree and you're like, I'm well, going to take it all in. <clears throat> well, no, like you're you're sitting there and then all of a sudden you hear this galloping and you're like, what's that? And you turn around and it's like this beautiful wild horse and you're like, oh, wow, it's a wild horse galloping towards us. And then it just keeps going right it off. It just runs Whoa! right off the cliff because right it's thing. in such pain. And then it turns around as it's falling. So now it's facing you as it's falling down and it gives you peace signs. Peace. It's like, ouchie. Ouchie. Later. I think I think I remember seeing some documentary where some people, I guess they were in Australia. It's like pieced and parted together in my terrible, terrible memory. Yeah. Um where there were some biologists or something doing some nature or something or other wandering around the woods. And I believe they both brushed up against this plant on accident and then were in the hospital for, I want to say it was like a week just getting Maybe like it was morphine. The same plant. I think it might have been because I don't know any, I don't know many other plants that can like just destroy you like that. I don't know. Well, hogweed is the oh. next one. Just touching this plant can give you third degree burns. Hogweed? Hogweed. It kind of looks like, it looks like a weed. It looks like a big tall weed with like kind of white flowers in a bundle. So it looks like any other weed on earth. Yes. That's <laughs> what's scary about it is it could give you third degree burns just touching it. Do we have hogweed in the US or is this only at Hogwarts? It's probably just at Hogwarts. Witchcraft yeah. and wizardry. Oh, so Lindsay is actually checking to see if we have hogweed in the U.S. So if this is your first time listening, this is a rarity what's happening right now. Grows throughout the Grand River watershed. Okay, so like the Grand River that runs in Ohio? It is originally from Asia and was brought to Ontario as an ornamental plant. Oh, bummer. What a bad ornament. <laughs> Here's a gift, but it's poison. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. Also scary is fir trees. F-I-R? F-I-R trees. F-I-R trees. <laughs> isn't that like that, isn't that, that, uh, that toy shop in New York City or is that F-A-O Schwartz? Yeah. Oh, okay. Where Tom Hanks plays the piano. There's nothing really physically scary about these trees, but turns out they can actually thrive and grow in your lungs. What? Russian doctors removed what they believed to be a tumor from a man's lung, only discovered that it was actually a two-inch fir tree. Growing in a person's lungs? Yeah, I guess in your lungs is a great environment for fir trees to grow. To grow. So he had accidentally ingested... Obviously, a pine needle or a seed of this tree while camping and thought he had a tumor and they went to remove it and it was a two-inch fir tree. So, a fir tree being in the conifer family, like a pine tree or something, like a, yeah. a, a fisfis fee or a Christmas tree. Right. Merry Christmas. Well, how nice would this... It was a guy who had this removed from his thing, from his lung? Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice for the holidays uh, if he starts singing, there's no place like home for the holidays, and then starts coughing, and his family, he, like, he gathered his family around, and like, get the video camera, starts singing to him, and they're like, wow, I mean, he doesn't have a particularly good voice, but I don't know what this is all about, starts coughing and coughing, and then just coughs up the Christmas tree and then puts a star on it and says, ta-da! Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I grew the tree in my own lungs. Well, what if he got it removed from his lungs and he's like, well, can I have it? <laughs> and then like grew it in his backyard or like, yeah, use it as the Christmas tree. It was like, let's decorate it. That's kind of funny. So two questions. One, it was growing in my lungs. Okay. Yes. The answer is yes. Two, can I have it? <laughs> can I have that? <laughs> Do you really quick want to tell the story when you asked if you could have that and why you and I say that all the time? I guess so. <laughs> I don't know why you think it's so funny. There's a lot of stories I have that you think are so funny. I think it's because you haven't realized how funny they are. I did cosmetology for a long time. I was a hairdresser. I worked in a salon and I worked with a bunch of Italians and they were pretty blunt and honest all the time. So I kind of like learned to be blunt and honest, but I think some, I think I was a little too blunt this day. As a, I was, <laughs> as an Italian, I can say we're, <laughs> we are very blunt and honest. So my boss who owns the salon had an orange and I was really hungry and I just asked her can I have it? And she handed it to me really slow and I realized what I had done and I was like, that was rude and weird. Like, was why it, did I do that? Wasn't she holding it? Yeah, she was like getting ready to peel it to eat it and I asked her if I could have it. Now, what's what's so funny about it is when this happened, I believe you were probably like, what, 26? Yeah, probably. And you didn't say, hey, Marisa, uh, I didn't pack a lunch today. I'm wondering if you have any extra food or something. I'm kind of hungry. You literally just looked at her and she looked at you and you went, can I have it? Yeah, she gave it to me. So, I mean, it was really nice. Okay, so my next story <laughs> is about a ship. It oh. was a abandoned Soviet cruise liner. Nobody was using the boat. Uh, it was just kind of sitting there. They really didn't want to take care of it. And then when somebody bought it, they realized that there were hordes of rats on this boat. Oh, so. And they were all like diseased and sick and all this stuff. So they didn't want to deal with it. So they just let the boat go. And okay. they're like, well, it'll either sink or like end up, I don't know, in Scotland or something. So they were like, just let it go. So they let the boat go and it was carrying hordes of rat people had, that had run into this boat. I thought you were about to say rat people. <laughs> well, rat people. Um, people had <laughs> that had run into this boat tried to get aboard this boat thinking that it was an abandoned boat or something had happened. And they're like, hey, free boat. And there's tons, 
thousands of rats on this boat and they realized that the rats were so hungry and sick and starving that they were all eating each other. So not only is it full of rats, it's full of cannibal rats. Diseased cannibal rats. Yes, and it's just drifting around and it's still out there. Wait. Like as I read this, it's still floating around because it's come up on shores of California but people have seen it and we're like, I'm not getting that thing out. They just kick it away. Yeah, basically. It's kind of <laughs> like just it kicking it away. Like, and it's a huge cruise liner. Wait, how big is this boat? It just said that it's, I mean, it's a Soviet cruise liner. It's got to be a pretty decent sized boat. So a cruise liner is just floating around the Pacific Ocean full of diseased cannibalistic rats. Yeah. They predicted oh that it was going to come ashore of Scotland or Ireland, but it came ashore of California. And I think California just is like, okay, well, we'll just keep it out there. Push it away. Yeah. Push it out. Wouldn't you? Oh, my God. Has, okay. I mean, you can't bring that aboard or dock that. There, no. Those diseased rats will get in yeah, and kill so people. There's a festering vessel of nasty rats. Of cannibalistic rats. Do you think they have enough food to where they don't need to eat humans, they just eat each other? Or if a person were to be on that boat, do you think the rats would eat that person? Well, because I think what's happening is that the rats were obviously eating each other, but they're breeding with each other. So it's like as they eat, there's just more populating. So I think it's just like a never-ending vicious circle. Yeah, a diseased cannibalistic (laughs) disgust. Imagine how bad that ship must smell. Or just, yeah, ew. The SS, the SS nasty, the SS literal nightmare, the SS floating disaster. What would you name that? What would you name um, that nasty rat boat? Just that nasty rat know. boat. Nasty, <laughs> nasty rat boat's not bad. That's so sounds... like I'd rat or not know. <laughs> Sorry, I was really trying to put a pun there. I'd rat her. I'd rat her not do it. I'd rat or not. What know. would you do? How okay? If you had one one way to destroy this boat, what would you do? Blow it up. They do that all the time. They blow up boats and watch them sink. I mean, I don't agree with just letting them like float to the bottom of the ocean, but honestly, boats create good habitat for coral and sea life. So well, now that is true. Sink that boat. But okay. But then what about the diseased rats? A, like, are yeah. they gonna disease the animals in yes, the ocean? Yes, they would for sure. If they're all nasty and diseased, you gotta burn that boat first and then sink it. You, you got to light that boat on fire. Someone has to in a helicopter. Oh, my God. Could you imagine the rat screams that would come out of that boat if you lit it on fire? Ouch. <laughs> Just oh. squeals. Oh, crap. Oh, it'd be like a really good scary movie soundtrack, I think. Just rat squeals. When? Okay. Like the violin squeals. When is... Okay, what about this? I've, I know I've said that a few times, but it's because I kept forgetting what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I wonder if someone goes out there in a helicopter or something to scout the area, like maybe they're filming a documentary or something, which this would be cool, finding finding the nasty rat boat. I wonder if there's a metal <laughs> band practicing on it, just a heavy metal band, just like Ugh. running rehearsals on it. But I would think- You have to take your chances, though. You would. I mean, You'd probably you, die with the rat disease. Well, if you need to be pretty metal. But I would yeah. think go out there, helicopter, find this boat, and then from- a ripcord or something, drop people on with flamethrowers in protective rat suits or rat-proof clothing, and then just torch all these nasty little critters and then sink the boat. But you'd have to make sure like their little critter bodies are gone because then things in the ocean will eat them. Okay. Tie a balloon to each rat. (laughs) Send them out into space. They'll be floating around the Tesla. (laughs) 
Ty, Ty, you know like those like those fun balloons you get for people's birthdays that are like like they're like that metallic material. Yeah. Get a bunch of those with frowny faces on them, and then tie those to each of the rats, and then either each of the rats float up, and then you sink the boat. You know what? A bunch of rats floating with balloons in outer space by the Tesla. Yeah. Just like it makes me think of a like a Banksy. Oh, that's a, like that's piece. a total Banksy. I think we just gave Banksy an idea. You're welcome, Banksy. Banksy, we know Rat you balloons. listen. We know you listen. Find that boat. <laughs> Find that nasty boat. Tie a bunch of balloons to rats. Let them float around. Take a photo of it. Uh, call it like rat selfie. And then sink that boat. And then shred the boat. Shred the Put the boat through the paper shredder first. Yeah. Wow, you and I just Banksied ourselves. Just Banksied it. All right, so my last story is if you knew how many near misses Earth had... With this, it would probably scare you. And what I'm talking about is asteroids. I was about to ask you if it was an asteroid. Yeah. Made out of made out of rats that have frozen. I w- I looked at a big thing like of a chart of like the past like twelve years. Only twelve years. Yeah, I mean you could look at it how many every no, years you want. No, but I'm saying like that's re- like, and you're already this surprised. That's probably a lot in twelve years. Oh yeah, like every year there was at least like anywhere from like six to twelve. asteroids that were close to earth like big ones yeah and the only reason i bring this up is because april 2018 this year there was an asteroid as big as a walmart store or a city block an entire city block yeah it almost hit earth yeah where i don't know some somewhere what if it was aimed directly at those that rat boat it was called oh man if it would okay that's a perfect (laughs) way to get rid of rat boat is if an (laughs) asteroid hits it and just like because it would hit the water so hard that it would probably just shoot up water and the rats probably would just shoot up into space <laughs> with the tidal wave. <laughs> so it would have to hit the boat perfectly to where it would, it would <laughs> propel the boat up and then it would propel it up at a fast enough rate and then it would drop fast enough. It would be like a trampoline. It would just sling those rats yeah. into outer space and they'd land on the moon and then aliens. Yeah, the asteroid before this one in April 2008. Well, that asteroid was called the 2018 GE3. Gross and enormous three. Yes. It was several times bigger than a meteor that exploded over Russia five years ago. What? This meteor that exploded over Russia five years ago created a shock wave that blew out thousands of windows in the city and caused hundreds of minor injuries. Never heard about that. Never. No, never. Not Neither have I. The or, fact that yeah. we had a meteor that blew up by Earth and like created a shockwave through a country like Russia, a huge country. That's insane. Yeah. And there's like a lot of them. I mean, the thing though is like when I say close to Earth, it's not, they're not like a mile from Earth. Yeah. Maybe like a I mean, they're up in space. Yeah. So you're like at least what? I don't know, (laughs) 80,000 miles away. I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend to know. But still, like all it takes is for one of those asteroids to like make a little turn. And it's going to hit Earth. I really wish our listeners could see how you mimicked, how you pantomimed making a turn. Because you just did like a quick little head shake. Yeah, it's sassy. Yeah, Well, yeah, I would Asteroids think so. Asteroids are super sassy. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah. Asteroids, scary. Ratchet, scary. I think that the the scare one of the scariest things you've brought up, and the most ominous things you've brought up, is that nasty rat boat. 
in the middle of the Pacific Ocean somewhere. Yeah, I don't know if they've like they've found it. They're aware of it. Why don't people like? But like, yeah, they probably don't know how to get rid of it. Dump a bunch of paint on it so people know what it is. Dump a bunch of bright orange paint on this boat. <laughs> so you know, from, rat boats coming. So you know if they're like, oh, what boat is that? Oh, maybe let's let's uh, what's it called when you when you like tie your rope around the boat and you're on the dock? Anchoring. Yeah, something like, like anchoring that. Anchoring the boat. Yeah, be, before docking the boat. I think it's docking. Okay. Wow, not smart. <laughs> wow, Cold we medicine. really not smart people. Wow. Um, so maybe before that happens, dump a bunch of orange paint on this boat so people know. Oh, that's that disgusting rat boat. Yeah, I have the name of the boat. I just I can't pronounce it. The SS Cheese, please. <laughs> the SS. It's the SS. No way, Jose. Lubuv or Luva? L-Y-U-B-O-V. L-Y-U-B-O-V. And then the other word is O-R-L-O-V-A. O-R-L-O-V-A. Orlova? Orlova. The Lubovolorva? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I think that might just translate to, to, discuss, to nasty rat boat. I know. I'm curious to know what it means. Like, watch. I, like, looked up something and it translates to, like... This story isn't real, and yeah. I just did all this research. Fake rat story. But those are just my scary things to scare you for the holidays list. Happy holiday spookies. And those are just some of the scary... I read some pretty scary things. Like, some of these things scared the poop out of me. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? A lot. What? No. Just say it again. <laughs> the poopity scoop. <laughs> Woo. Oh, whoopty poopty scoop. Okay, well, Lindsay, what do you say about a little haunted housekeeping? And then we'll come back and then I'll talk about my topic, which is all about rats. Perfect. Okay, well, I hope you mean that. Well, we will see each each and every one of you in three, two, one. As always, or at least for the past little while, this show is brought to you by our spooky little buddies over at VidiSpace. VidiSpace is an online, all-inclusive, I guess in terms of spooky stuff, streaming service started by our buddies Nick Groff and Elizabeth Saint. They have everything that your spooky little heart could desire. <laughs> they have ghosts. They have Sasquatch stuff, right? Oh, for they sure. They have cryptid stuff. They have Mothman stuff. Lynn's. They have every kind of stuff. You, you name it, they have it. Name something else. Um, Chupacabra. Yes, for sure, I bet. Um, Rat Chip. The no. Oh, but since we talked about it, they do now. <laughs> you can go to vidi.space, that is V-I-D-I dot space, and start browsing all of their spooky and delicious <laughs> content today. They also now have an app for iPhone users and Android users, which makes spooky streaming even easier. Stream it right on your phone. Yeah, I mean, everyone's on their phone anyways all the time for everything ever. Why not get scared by a ghost on your phone and listen to our show from the Viddy Space app right now, today? You can get 15 days free just by going to Viddy.space, again, that's V-I-D-I.space, or by downloading the app on your intelligent phone, which I believe is what the I stands for, or your Android. Hey, why not? We are also happily a part of the Scavengers Network, family, friends, fun, 
fulfilling podcasts and also some YouTube videos. The Scavengers Network is a network of good buddies started by our good buddy, Colin Parker. You can find shows on there such as Myth Takes, a tabletop role-playing game that we play Monster of the Week. And I believe our final episode of this arc is coming out this Thursday, the whatever date that is. There are shows such as Historical Hotties, State Your Case, Academy Outcasts, Journey Under 30, EQ&A, and the newly rebranded and refurbished Bad Pen Pal. Yeah, there's bound to be something that you like on there. Oh, for sure. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com or search Scavengers Network on any and all forms of social media except for TikTok and start browsing all the wonderful shows and wonderful humans that make up the network. Bolt your doors, lock your windows, turn off your lights, and come with me into the Weird Darkness. I'm Darren Marlar, the creator and host of Weird Darkness, bringing you true stories of the paranormal, supernatural, mysterious, macabre, unsolved, and unexplained. New episodes seven days a week. Get the podcast at WeirdDarkness.com or search for Weird Darkness in your favorite podcast app. Welcome back, every single one of you. Hopefully, during the break, you went to Vidi.space, browsed some spooky stuff, went to Scavengers Network, browsed some wholesome goodies, and also, uh, I don't know, pet your dog. Or something. Or pet your cat. Or your ferret. I don't care. Or your plague rat. Or your plague rat that lives on the nasty boat. (laughs) See, I think rats are really cute, so it just... Like, it seems like it would be kind of cute, but then if you knew there were plague rats, it would be scary. I think rats are also cute. I had a rat when I was younger that my sister bought for me, and I loved that little rat. Did it get the plague and then set sail? No, it was an albino rat. Her name was Stella. I did not name the rat. My sister did. (laughs) I might have chosen a different name. (laughs) Because Stella got her groove back. Stella got her tail back. Stella got her, her, Stella got her plague back. Yeah. You already said that, didn't you? No. Oh, okay. I did. Okay. No, it was just an albino rat and it was super cute. Lindsay, I have some breaking booze for us today. Okay. Is it about that big old bird again? No, actually. Oh, people stop seeing the bird? It's not about the big old bird. I have to skip the part where I wrote, just watch Sabrina, because we already talked about (laughs) how we watched the new episode of Sabrina. I will say... That's a very good show. I like Sabrina. There was some trouble with Sabrina and the Church of Satan, though, using their statue. Yeah. But they settled it. I think they settled it. it. They, they did settle it. And I actually think it was smart. They they did something with just like advocacy and awareness or something. And yeah. there might have been some money donated to the church, quote unquote. Maybe. Yeah. But I'm not sure. But either way, I'm glad they settled it. And I'm very happy that a second season will be coming out. Yes. It's a very good show. I think in April. You know, I was going to get us a quiz, which Sabrina character are you? But maybe I'll do that some other time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Whatever. See if I care. This is breaking booze to me. Now, this is an animal that exists. But I just found out about it called the Damascus or the chamois goat. Okay. Have you heard about this nasty goat? I don't think so. Is it like a demon goat? It kind of is. Okay. I would think that I'm searching up Damascus goat. I would think that if there were a species of goat or a type of goat that was the messenger for Satan himself. It would be that goat. It would be this nasty goat. 
Look at this nasty goat. Well, a lot of times goats like are a figure of like demon. Oh, he's disgusting. Yeah, that's a real goat. That's weird. And that's just how they look sometimes. Yeah, that's pretty scary. That's yeah. not like the cute goat videos we watch. <clears throat> no, Damascus goats have a gigantic head. At least the males do, I believe. And they're extremely scary looking. Like really, really hideous and horrendous looking animals. But that's just how they look. Yeah. So, dear Satan or Baphomet or uh, Beelzebub, whoever, we know your trick and you've been spotted as a Damascus goat. You better pick another animal. Yeah. Like maybe a plague rat. Or uh, just a cute bird or something maybe a little bit more under the radar. Parakeet, cockatoo. I don't know. Why does it have to be a bird? It doesn't have to be. I'm just saying like birds are less horrifying looking than that Damascus goat. What would you think would be like the cutest thing that Satan could come to earth as? A corgi. (laughs) Yeah, I could could get behind the corgi. Just a really adorable cardigan, uh, Pembroke, what are the the ones? Pembroke Welsh. Cardigan Welsh. (laughs) I don't know. I feel so not smart today. Well, that's okay. You had a lot of cold medicine, so. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I have more breaking booze. So you had asked me if it was going to be based on that gigantic bird. Yeah. But there has been another animal that I've been bringing up in breaking booze because there's been a lot of sightings of this one as well. So wait, your first breaking booze was just about how hideous that goat was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not breaking, that's not breaking booze. That's just, that's booze to you. Yeah. Hey, booze to me. The Damascus <laughs> or the chamois goat is horrendous. And horrifying looking. But I have real breaking booze that I pulled from the World Wide Web. Okay. So alongside that bird creature, there's been another cryptid that I've been talking about in breaking booze quickly. The dog man? Yeah. There's been a brand new sighting seven days ago from a 53-year-old man in Arkansas. This happened again seven days ago at about 4.15 p.m. Can you guess where this man saw the dog man? Location wise, mm. I'll give you a hint. It's where most people see every cryptid on earth. Oh, well, I was going to say the laundromat, but okay. I'm going to change Close. the answer to like the woods. Kind of. Uh, standing at the side of the road. Okay. Which is a common one, right? So he was driving. He was driving. Yes, he was getting off of work. Uh, he's a roofer. I, I, I'm not sure if I said that or not. But 53-year-old roofer in Arkansas, 4.15 p.m., heading home from work, and he saw this gigantic bipedal dog man standing at the side of the road. But he said that it was carrying something in its hands, which looked like either a rope or a leash. And I think that that's very funny if it was a leash. Like it was carrying its own leash? Yeah, it was taking itself for a walk. But we're not sure if it was real or if it was holding a leash or taking itself for a walk. Yeah. Um, He said that this thing was gray, seven foot tall, and probably weighed around 300 pounds. Okay. Big creature. Yeah. So again, there's been a lot of birds and a lot of dogmen spotted around these here parts. Birds and dogs. Birds and dogs. (laughs) Um, My last piece of breaking booze is that, now this is actually kind of sad. So remember I said last week or a few weeks ago how the lady who had had a lot of romantic involvements with ghosts was uh, proposed to. Yeah. So this is another lady that I didn't know existed. Oh, I thought you were going to say the ghost turned her down. Well, kind of. This other lady who I guess is, I think she lives in England, but I don't remember and I didn't write that part down because... That wasn't the most interesting part of the story. Okay. Uh, is that she and a ghost who she was married to for a while are splitting up. 
Oh, which is actually problems. sad. They they had problems. I guess the ghost she was married to was three hundred years old. Yeah, and she was saying, "quote the age gap could be a hindrance in your relationship." Gap, yeah, you're about three hundred and I'm fifty. Yeah, so <laughs> pretty a, big age gap. Yeah, I would say uh, around two hundred and fifty year age gap. Like, is that <laughs> frowned upon? Like, you know, like. I mean, side note, I'll just say frowned upon or just wrong when like or someone is <laughs> dating someone that's way too young. Yes, yes, yes. Like if you're 300, like is 50, you're way too young. Like I is that frowned so. upon in the ghost world? Well, I don't know. I would also think it'd be like if you were a ghost that could manage to marry a human being. Yeah. Or do you think his other 300 like year old buddies are like, hey, man, nice score with the 50 year old. <laughs> Maybe so. You like him young. <laughs> oh, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know either. Anyways. Funny to think about. Well, um, I'm sorry for her. Well, and I, I honestly, I am too. I really am too. But she said, quote, be very careful when dabbling in spirituality, end quote. Because you could get a divorce. Yeah, you could you could uh, become married to a ghost and then just things don't work out. So our hearts go out to you. Uh, I didn't write your name down for anonymity's sake, but it is on the internet. But I, you know, I didn't feel like it was my place. Yeah. But either way, we're sorry to hear about it. But there are plenty of other spectral fish in the spectral sea. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of ghosts out there. Yeah, I think there are. <laughs> 300 years of them. 300 At years least. minimum. Yeah, minimum. At least uh, of ghosts. Okay, so I don't know why I was like really focusing on this recently, but I was looking into cryptids from other countries, which we've done before, right? We've done like the Australia stuff. Loch Ness. The and... Loch Ness, talked about the drop bear. But it's funny that you mentioned the Loch Ness because the Loch Ness is from Scotland. Yeah. And I decided to look into another very famous or infamous mm-hmm. cryptid out of Scotland called the Kelpie. I feel like I've heard of the Kelpie. Okay. Off the top of your head, what's the Kelpie? I don't know. And that's why I think I it might like be I've funny. I feel like I've heard of it, though. Is it a creature of the woods? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> first things first. Is it a creature of the woods? Uh, <laughs> or it is, is it a creature of the sea? It's a creature of the sea. Yeah. Is it the one that's kind of like Nessie, but just way less talked about, that they actually have like more footage of? No. Oh, okay. Well, then tell me about the Kelpie. I will say, though, I wrote down that the Scottish Kelpie, it does sound like a dog breed. It does. Up next in the sporting group, the Scottish Kelpie, the standard Kelpie. <laughs> the, the toy Kelpie. The toy Kelpie. The wire hair Brindle Kelpie. <laughs> the short-haired Kelpie. <laughs> Robinson's Kelpie, which is some breeder. The golden retriever Kelpie. The 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 Labrador retriever, but a Kelpie though. <laughs> <laughs> the hop the the Skippy, the Skipster Kelpie. <laughs> now for our next group, just the Kelpies. And it's actually just called just the Kelpies. But it's just one Kelpie. Well, it's just the same Kelpie. There's like 20 of the same Kelpie. The Scottish Kelpie. The Scottish Kelpie. <laughs> oh, a very pretty Scottish Kelpie. Yeah. Uh, I, okay, that's it. Lindsay and I watch the dog show uh, every Thanksgiving, and we take bets fr- from all of our family members to see who's going to win. And my brother this year placed the highest anyone's ever placed, and he guessed Corgi three times in a row because he didn't care. <laughs> and he and ironically, he placed the highest anyone's ever placed in our family. Yeah, Thanks, because you Brad. never know with that dog show. You never do know with the dog show. So referred to as the Kelpie, also referred to as the water Kelpie. Mm-hmm. The Kelpie is the shape-shifting creature or creatures that live in Scottish locks or Scottish pools. 
Okay, so, so they can shapeshift into anything they want? No. Okay. They can only shapeshift into horses or a human. So they live in the water. Yes. And they can shapeshift into a horse. <laughs> like, don't you think if you were sitting like in the at the coast and you're like, oh, beautiful, I wonder if I'm going to see any dolphins. And then all of a sudden in a little pool, you see a horse emerge. Just crawl out of the water? Yeah, I think you're going to think that's a little suspicious. Maybe a Kelpie. But hey, what do I know? I'm not a scientist. Think that's a Kelpie. Yeah. I mean, you and I aren't, you know, we're not scientists. You know, we're not. We're like, what kind of person? Like some like dad-like dude? Well, I don't know. He doesn't necessarily need to be a dad-like dude. (laughs) (laughs) He comes out of the water, just stretches a little bit. Has dad shoes on, but nothing else. Ready to get a move on, kiddos? (laughs) Ready to hit the road? He's got dad shoes and a scarf on, ready to go. You ready to rock and roll? or Packs up the (laughs) the station wagon, ready to roll. (laughs) Okay, well, better get on the road. Probably beat all the traffic. Ready to rock and roll? What if there's two Kelpies and one emerges as naked dad shoes on Kelpie and the other one emerges as horse Kelpie and then he gets on the horse and rides away or the horse gets on him and rides away? <laughs> I feel like you're having a really good time thinking about all these well, combinations. I'm just envisioning. Like, okay. Hmm. What, if, what if the two Kelpies come out of the water? One Kelpie comes out full dad. Yeah. <laughs> No shoes, but fully clothed, but no shoes. Other Kelpie comes out full nude because it's a horse with shoes on all of its hooves, with yeah. Skechers, Skechers shape-ups on all of its... Uh, <laughs> they need to shape up too. Yeah. Get their horse glutes looking gorge. Or what if two Kelpies emerge and they're both horses and then they look at each other and they're like, well, who's going to ride who now? Yeah. Oh, great. Great. And Thanks. then you see a horse riding a horse. Yeah. Which is something we've never seen. No, but... Hey, but you know what I'll say? Something fun to think about. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, the one wearing the shape-ups would be the runner. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that would be a little bit too silly. Well, I don't know. A lot of people buy shape-ups and they just lounge around with them thinking that they're going to get in shape. What are we talking about? (laughs) Anyways, talk about the Kelpie. (laughs) Tell me more about the Kelpie. I've said it before. I will, but I've said it before. And my favorite thing about this show that, that you and I have curated here is that never on earth would we ever discuss... Two horses coming out of the water, one wearing Skechers shape-ups, one not, and then riding each other off into the sunset. It could be nice. It could be really nice. It's just a fun thing. I think that you and I, a lot of people don't think about the amount of brain activity that happens on these shows. You have to think about all this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like to paint visuals. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of painting visuals, the Kelpies are typically dark gray or white, and they appear a little bit lost. So hopefully uh, a passerby, a regular human, a non-Kelpie human will walk up to them and go, what's wrong, little horsey? And then they catch you and they get you. Do they eat you? I don't know if they eat you. I feel like I didn't even write down what happens to you. Oh, yeah. No, I did. <laughs> I sure did. what makes them scary? Uh, the humans, I believe. Okay, let me, wa- let me work down my list because I feel like I wrote it here. One way, though, that you can tell if it's a Kelpie and not just a regular old wandering horse is if their manes look like they've been in the water, like if their manes look wet. Okay. That's a dead giveaway that a Kelpie is a Kelpie and not just a regular old horse. Also, some say if you're around a body of water and you hear the sound of thunder, that's probably a Kelpie uh, entering or exiting the water because when their tails touch water, it's said to make the sound of thunder. Hmm. So not just, a, there's no way there's storms. 
no. over the water. It's, it's never, always a Kelpie. Yep. It's never rained or stormed in Scotland once okay. in the history of anything. Some people say when the Kelpies are in their human form, they still have hooves, which ties it a little bit to like biblical Satanism and stuff. Yeah. Like a satyr kind of a thing. But a satyr, instead of a goat bottom half, it's just literally their feet are hooves. Yeah. So if you see a human hiding in the woods and you can't see their feet... Take caution. It very well could be a Kelpie. Or if you're in a shoe store and someone asks if they have the size of hooves, then you know. <laughs> hey, do you have these Nike? Do you have these Nike Pegasus in like a hoof, like a hoof size, like a hoof, <laughs> like a hoof shoe, <laughs> like a medium size hoof? Uh, like a yeah, like a, maybe like a six hoof. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, and they might though. I don't know when they appear in the form of a male. Mm-hmm. They're often quite hairy and. The males will jump out at lone travelers on deserted roads that are next to bodies of water and crush them to death. Okay. And I believe this is also the same for Kelpies if you're in the horse form that I'm almost positive. I know this sounds far-fetched, because, but nothing else has sounded far-fetched, that they literally will fall out of trees and crush people to death, the horses. Hmm. Yeah. So think about that. Okay. When they appear, when, when Kelpies appear as females... What if they'd rather not say? Well, I think that's fine. Okay. In, in like, you know, these days, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But this is, you know, this is just old Scottish lore, Lens. Yeah. I'm just the messenger here. But when they appear as females, they they will lure people into the water. They sort of seduce people, a la like a succubus or something. Like a mermaid kind of. Like a mermaid yeah. sort of a thing, but they're nasty and mean. Okay. And they lure, they, they sort of hypnotize people and will lure them into the water, killing them. Gotcha. Almost every sizable body of water in Scotland has an associated Kelpie story. But what's funny or what's interesting is that the the Loch Ness, where the Loch Ness monster is from, that big lock of Ness of Ness, yeah, is said to have the most Kelpie stories associated with it. So, do you think that people were just originally seeing Kelpies and then they created the Loch Ness, or you think they're two different cryptids? I think they might be two different little buds. And they might or do you be... think like the Loch Ness is a species of Kelpie? And maybe it's shape-shifted into a giant dinosaur? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I'd like to think that the Kelpies and the uh, Loch Ness Monster are buddies. And they work They work together. Together, Symbiosis. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think. Okay. Uh, the Kelpie parallels other malevolent water spirits around the world. In Germany, there's the Neck or the Nixie which is a little nasty water water buddy. There's the Bakahast from Scandinavia, which I guess is actually the smartest one because it lures people over to it in the water because it looks like a capsized boat. It looks like a small rowing boat that's been flipped upside down that's submerged in the water. Mm, so people tricky. will go over to it and then it gets them, which that one's smart. Do you think they work with the rat boat and then they're like, oh. hey, you want people? We'll lure some people over for you. You, I mean, maybe. Rat boat. Rat boat. (laughs) (laughs) You very, I mean, that that very well could be right. Central America has the Wiwin, W-I-H-W-I-N. And then Australia has, which I've talked about before, the Bunyip. Yeah. Yeah. I forget all about the Bunyip, but it lives in (laughs) Australia. A lot of people believe that the Kelpie originated because of there used to be human sacrifices that used to happen by these bodies of water. Yeah. Other people believe that the Kelpie is just a practical tool to keep children away from the water, the water. And, to, and to keep children away from strangers. 
That would make sense. Yeah, it makes sense to I mean, me. I a lot of the urban legends and folklore are to like basically warn like, hey, don't do that because... I mean, last week I talked about what? La Llorona. Oh, yeah. About how she would steal children because she's looking for her own. Like, you know that was just something parents told their kids because it's like, well, yeah, you hear that story. You don't want to go out at night by yourself. No, absolutely not. I wouldn't want to. Actually, I would Scare hate to do children. it. children. Yeah, I would hate it. Uh, the word Kelpie, I guess, is Gaelic in origin from the word Kelpa, which I think I'm pronouncing that right. Gaelic is very difficult. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to pretend like I know <laughs> how to pronounce it. Uh, I guess the word means either heifer, like a little baby cow, or a colt, a little baby horse. Okay. There are other Scottish Kelpie lookalikes that are not Kelpie. And these all sh- and these all sound like really bad Pokemon. There's the Shupalty. Yeah. The Nuggle, like Muggle with an N. Aw. And the Tangy. Aww. <laughs> yeah. The earliest recorded writings of the Kelpie date back to 1674. Wow. In uh, a book called, quote, A Dictionary of the Older Scottish Tongue, which I bet you would be really cool to read. That's it. Uh, <laughs> if you're approached by the Kelpie, now this is pertinent information. If you're ever yeah. approached by the Kelpie, how can you guess how to get rid of it? How, how you would even get rid of one of these um, ding-dang things? Tell it a riddle. I don't know. Run away? Close. If it's a oh. horse, you hit it. Just hit Aww. it. And it runs away. Well, now, you know, people reading that, if they come up to wild horses, they're going to be punching horses. Well, no. Only a gray or a white horse that looks like their mane is wet. Then you punch him. Punch it. You're going to have that poor gray horse that like just went and got his bath and he's like, you know what? I love being a wild horse. This is great. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, you got people Punching at them. Running up out of the woods at full speed with their fist extended. Just running at it. Punching them. Screaming, Kelpie. Kelpie, punch. And they punch him. And he's like, no, I'm a Shetland pony. Leave me alone. Are those cute? I think they're the little guys, aren't they? Little Shetland? Are Shetland ponies real? Yeah, they're the little ones, right? I think. Man, we are not smart. We don't know. We don't know anything. We have no idea. <laughs> or... If you steal uh, a Kelpie's bridle, that like head hardware that they have, yeah, they become yours and now you own the Kelpie. Oh. And a lot of people say that it's good to have a Kelpie on your own farm or at your home because Kelpies have the strength of 10 horses. So you can get a lot of stuff done. 10 literal horsepower. Yeah, you, have, you absolutely could. Hmm. Capturing a Kelpie. Going to catch myself a Kelpie. Keeping up with the Kelpies. Yeah, wouldn't that be a fun show to have? Reality show. Yeah. With Kelpies. With Kelpies and not the Kardashians. Yeah. Same drama. Same drama. Different breed. (laughs) Pretty close, but different. Yeah, they both live underwater. (laughs) Uh, They both um, are friends with the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. How fun. Cool. That's all I have about the Kelpie. A little Kelpie 101 for our listeners. And if anyone's ever traveling to Scotland, now you and I, um, we have a friend who lives in Scotland. And her real name is Jan Brady, which is very funny. Very funny. Yeah, I think it's very funny. <laughs> That's it. Cool. <laughs> cool, dude. Very, like, water-heavy, this episode. Yeah, we it was a little bit water-heavy, huh? Yeah, speaking of rats, I just thought of this. <laughs> I just thought of this, that I read something that there used to be, like, a disease that rats would get back in, like, the plague eras in, like, London and stuff. Was it called the plague? <laughs> It was one of them, the Black Plague, the <laughs> influenza. I don't know. That yeah. was birds, though. Yeah. Um, but these rats would get so gnarly and gross and, like, disease-infested that they'd actually be in such big bundles that their tails would get all caught together. Ew. And then they would just, like, die in, a like, a huge rat clump. Man. Yeah. That's a lot to deal with. Yeah. 
I do like rats. I do think they're very cute. I would not mind owning a little rat buddy in the future. No. But no? It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe if people understood how to take care of their rats back in the day, yeah. wouldn't have had problems. Rats really got a lot of, got a lot of, <laughs> what? What am I, what's the word I'm trying to say? Rats? Like bad rat, rat rat? Bad rat rep. <laughs> yeah, rats got a lot of bad rat rep back in the day because they were carrying disease. It's not their fault. Right, like maybe don't feed them diseases. And now, last year, Pizza Rat got really famous. Oh, yeah. That was funny. <laughs> Rats are making a comeback. Yeah, they are. And they're becoming memes and pins. Yeah. Well, I sent you that one meme. It is a rat, and it says, rat is short for rat you. Yes. And, and then it's you, very funny. Then you also sent me a similar meme that said, bug is short for bugless. <laughs> <laughs> which I also liked a lot. I don't know who made those memes, but I found them and they were very funny. Yeah, they were actually very, very good. Yeah. I think that's the end of our show. A little rat heavy, but pretty good show, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I think we did a good job because I feel like you've you've been carrying the show because I just want to be sick and lay down, but you've been carrying us the whole time. Okay. And I am thankful for you. And I think everyone is thankful for you. And we're lucky to have you, Linz. Oh, you too. Oh, where you are. Well, no one wants to hear about that. They want to hear about spooky stuff. Okay, boo. <laughs> boo. I cast spells on Jordan when he's sleeping and he doesn't know. No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There was the one time I woke up and I was holding a cloth bag full of dead frogs. And I was And you went, no, 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 no. And then you put me back to sleep. Like that anesthesiologist. And yep. I was like, no, I held you back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, everyone. We would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning, middle, and end of our show. You can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music, and he's nice, and he writes good music, and he has a beard. Well, yeah. He does. We also like would like to thank uh, Viddy Space for having such a fun, creepy, spooky network that can show all of our spooky knowledge to everyone. <laughs> You can find them at viddy.space. Or download their apps. Yeah. And be on the lookout for the holiday spectacular bonanza gauntlet that we were on coming out uh, in the near future. We'd also like to do a thank you to the Scavengers Network. They've been a fun group of people and a supportive group of people that we enjoy mingling our spookiness with. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're all putting our proverbial spookies and goofies into a cauldron and seeing what happens. And thank you to all our listeners out there. Without you, there is no us. We are very lucky to have each and every one of you on the Spooky Spouses team. Thank you, guys. Well, until next week... Have a rat boat cruise week leading into the holidays the entire week. Have a Kelpie Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, punch a horse every day if its mane looks wet, which is something that I've been saying since birth. But that will be that will probably happen on Thursday. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. We will see each and every one of you next Monday, which we're going to have a smaller episode next Monday because it's the holidays and we're spending time with our family. And we hope everyone is doing the same. So until then, bye-bye. Bye. Testing the way my microphone sounds today. Today. Tomorrow. <laughs> Wednesday. Okay.
Happy Holidays lens. Uh, happy Wednesdays. What? Happy Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not the holiday. No.